welcome to Movie Goat Presents Avengers Endgame dot 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 show colon oh snap I'm your reluctant host Jimothy Quinn don't call me Timothy or I'll kiss your mother as I said I'm a reluctant host quite frankly I don't want to be here but thanks to Thanos and his snap heard around the world and erasing half of the universe's population, I had to do this game show. How did that come to be? Well, I was at my cousin Edmund's wedding. Beautiful affair. Destination wedding on the coast there. Of some beach, don't recall, doesn't matter. His bride-to-be was placing the ring upon Edmund's finger when his bloody finger just disappeared along with the rest of his body. At first we were all a little shocked and then we are like, wait, Edmund's also a trained magician. Maybe it's a trick for his wedding. <laughs> and then all of the groom's party, all of Edmund's party, besides myself and my nephew, they disappeared as well. And at that point we realized, probably not a trick. And I turned to my nephew and said, look at the bright side. And my nephew says, what? Look at the bright side? Our family's dead, Jimothy. What bride side? And I was like, no, look at the bride side. <laughs> They're all there. The bride's there, her mother, her father. They didn't even pay for the wedding. They had Edmund pay for this game show money. <gasps> Bloody justice, where is it? I don't know, it's not fair. So then, I had the weekend off because of the wedding. I go into work on Monday and find I don't have a job anymore. I was a school bus driver, they took my route away, they told me your, your services are no longer needed because we don't have enough kids and necessitate your job to be available anymore. So I went to a drunken stupor, could have been a day, could have been three months, I don't remember. I just know there was lots of alcohol and people were looting and rioting so I joined the fray and I got a little drunk for you know however long and then I got a letter one day in the mail, still working saying, hey, Edmund left you something in his will. So I get down there, and his words read, if I, Edmund Quinn, expire before my contract's due, I want my cousin, Jimothy, to take my position. Are you kidding me, Edmund? I'm a school bus driver. So I find out that these blokes from Loosely Based on Movies podcast, they had Edmund on a contract for the next two years. But those blokes... They were raised by the snap, and then this movie goat podcast bought the rights, so I'm here doing the game show now. That's my story. Let's get this thing rolling. As we speak, the Avengers are in space. We just saw them on the telly. They had the space outfits on, so I'm hoping they can turn back time. They can pull a share and get us back to our normal lives that we had months ago. Did y'all did y'all happen to catch the news real quick? Did you notice there was a raccoon with them? They had a bloody raccoon dressed up in a space outfit. Are we never going to stop the animal testing, are we? I mean, back in the day, it was canaries. Make sure it's safe to go with the coal miners. Now using raccoons in space, maybe to test the the atmosphere. Is it okay for a living being? Down with the raccoon abuse, please. Stop with animal testing. Off the soapbox. Let's get rolling. We have William and Chase here to battle it out in O-Snap. We've got Will here from Alabama. How are you doing today, Will? 
I'm great. That's a nice accent you have, New Jersey. So, Will, how are you affected by the snap? Oh man, well it's it's kind of a crazy story. Do you have a do you have a couple minutes for me to regale you? Oh, we've got so much time. Just tell us your story, sir. Well, you see, you know, I was actually on a fishing trip. And, uh, and, yeah, so, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm on this fishing boat, and uh, I look behind me, all of a sudden my fishing partner, Pete, is, is gone. And uh, there's just, you know, all of a sudden on the, the bottom of this boat, there's, you know, some ash on the floor of the boat, and I don't know what the hell's going on. And, you know, I was wrestling with this, this six-foot marlin, all of a sudden, the damn thing's off my hook. Story cut for time. I'm sorry about Pete. I you know, wish him all the best wherever he went. All right, Chase. Uh, how are you today? I'm doing well. Uh, all right, Chase. Uh, how did the snap affect you and yours? Yeah, you know, we're we're getting by it. Um, but it seems Thanos, you know, was was right. You know, some of our natural resources have been calculated to last significantly longer. So, I mean, it's, while it is kind of a shitty thing, you know, it's, what can I say? It kind of, I guess it, it worked. All right, so the rules real quick. Uh, both the members are gonna be in isolation while the other one gets their questions. We don't have a fancy studio. It's all, all live on podcast through FaceTime. Apple survived. So I'm gonna ask Will the questions, get his answers, then ask Chase all the questions, get his answers. I don't have my my producer Justin edits together into one seamless thing and hope it works out, alright? So here we go, round one. It's called the MCU Multiple Choice Universe. Alright, so if you get the answer right, you earn two points. If you get it wrong, you earn nothing. Simple as that. So question one. The Wakandan war cry, Yimbambe, is Yosha for what? A, stand tall, B, hold fast, C, forever, or D, we are one. Forever. That would be hold fast. Question two. The name Thanos is a short form of the Greek name Thanatos. Some might say Thanatos, you know, which means this in Greek. Is it A, conquer, B, tyrant, C, death, or D, mercy? D, mercy. Uh, I believe that would be tyrant. It means death. Number three. Tony Stark references all the following movies except this one. Is it A, Reindeer Games, B, Point Break, C, Shakespeare in Love, or D, The Manchurian Candidate? D, The Manchurian Candidate. That's three wrong answers in a row. You know what that means. You suck! Oh man, I think it's Shakespeare in Love. Number four. From Arrested Development, Tobias Funke had many jobs. Which one did he not have? Is it A, NL Rapist, B, Blue Man Group, C, Ice Cream Man, or D, Magician's Assistant? God, I hope it's A. Dude, you caught me off guard with that one. Uh, Blue Man Group? Ice Cream Man is the job he never had. (laughs) Alright, number five. Thanos had the most screen time in Infinity War. Who had the second most? 
Is it A, Gamora, B, Tony Stark slash Iron Man, C, Thor, or D, Doctor Strange? I'm going to go Doctor Strange. I'm going to have to say Iron Man. It's A, Gamora, 19 minutes and 30 seconds. Thanos had 29 minutes. All right. Six, Star-Lord calls Thanos Grimace from McDonald's. Which of the following is not a McDonald's character? Is it A, Maya McCheese, B, Officer Big Mac, C, Chicky McNugget, or D, Hamburglar? Uh, <laughs> what, what was C again? <laughs> Chicky McNugget. That one. Uh, Chicky McNugget. All right, number seven. Which one of the following is not a spell Doctor Strange used? Is it A, Crimson Band of Cytorak, B, Sight of Melanticus, C, Shield of Seraphim, or D, Images of Icon? B. Uh, the second one? <laughs> Number eight, James Gunn revealed that the last word Groot spoke to Rocket before dying was a, brother, B, love, C, dad, or D, avenge? Uh, dad. Brother. Alright, number nine. Which of the following is the highest grossing movie of all time? A, Titanic, B, Infinity War, C, Avatar, or D, The Force Awakens? Um, it's Avatar. Oh, wow. Is that, it's got to be the, the Force Awakens, maybe? All right, number 10, last one. Out of the original movie Avengers, which one did Stanley not create? Is it A, Hawkeye, B, Captain America, C, Iron Man, or D, Black Widow? I hope to God he didn't make Hawkeye. 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 Mm, I believe that's Hawkeye. Alright, after round one, we have Will with eight points and Chase with eight points. We might as well not even done that round, you losers. Alright, so round two, I call it, hit me with your best answer. I ask a question, you give me a short answer. I pick the winner, you get five points, here we go. Alright, question one. Which character's death would devastate you the most and why? I think Thor. Um, and and I'm, I'll tell you why. Thor's death, I, I think Thor sets this up. He's, he's kind of lost absolutely everything. He's lost his father. He's lost his brother three times now. He, he had this image of his brother that he lost. He thought he lost his, he thought his brother died in, in Thor 2. And then his brother dies in front of him in Infinity War, allegedly. So he's, he's gone through loss. He's lost his mother. He's lost all of his people. He's lost his, his city, his home, his kingdom, and his planet. Um, Thor is just this, I mean, is this character who's been completely ravaged emotionally. So I think for him to die without maybe um, somehow redeeming that somehow, somehow rekindling Asgard or, or, or maybe somehow bringing Loki back. 
um, I think would just be absolutely devastating. All right, now I'll go ahead, Chase. I think ending Endgame with the death of Iron Man and having him be the one that started it all. I mean, he's the one that's had this arc of sort of like a like a, a self improvement. Like he's he's guilty. Uh, you, you know, it, it's apparent. Like obviously his his work uh, to for everything that he's done. Uh, the, you know, as far as he's come uh, since the beginning. You know, selfish and you know and and. and he, if if you think about Age of Ultron, he actually kind of had the same mission as as Thanos, sort of. Uh, you know, it's like kind of, you know, obviously it ended up a little a little differently. Um, but I mean, he just he feels terrible. He's had all this weight on him the the whole time, um, and I think all that just the gravity of everything. It's it just all comes crashing down on him, and uh, I, I just like I said, I think it would be. A nice poetic, uh, just way way to to finish out the story, um, and that just completes his his arc. Um, so I think yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, Tony Stark, Iron Man. I'm gonna have to go with Thor on this one. That does sound quite sad and devastating to have none of your race left on the planet. All right, question two. Assuming the Mad Titan Thanos is defeated, who or what should be the next major villain for the Avengers to take on? Um, I think that they need to utilize Adam Warlock, who they they teased in the at the in the post credits of the second Avengers movie. Um, I don't I I was not I was never really a big comic book reader. I was, you know, what I know about the Avengers movies comes from, um. Well, comes from the movies and and just reading uh, information online. But um, Adam Warlock, it sounds like, is this really powerful character. Um, he's he's had the proper setup. Thanos was given, you know, a really long, decade long setup. Um, and and I think that the next villain deserves the same. And so it seems like whether you consider Adam Warlock a villain or a hero, I think that the MCU should maybe utilize him as a villain. And they've already begun his setup, so why not continue down that path? All right, follow-up. What is Adam Warlock? Why is, why is he a villain? I don't, I'm not familiar with this man. I'm not either, but uh, he, was, he was set oh, up good. at the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. I just know he's really freaking powerful according to every... Uh, every click clickbait article on the internet all right man likes clickbait we'll see how this stacks up against chase's answer oh dude without a doubt it's it's got to be arnim zola uh longtime foe of captain america and the avengers and if uh if you've seen the captain america the winter soldier then one moment can this, i interject is, did you yeah. did you did you say gorgonzola what, Gorgonzola. What did you say? No. <laughs> Arnim Zola. The cheese monster. What? <laughs> cheese monster. Not quite. No. What's no. his name? Arnim Zola. Arnim okay, Zola. Two words. Yeah. Two words. Arnim, two words. Two okay. words. That's that's his name. Um, so in, in, in yeah, I mean, part of his like backstory, like he's worked for like Hitler, and he's worked with Baron Zemo, and he's worked with um, 
of course, Red Skull and all that. Um, but I think it would, it, it would, because of his connection with Hydra, I think it's, it's time, man. He's, he's like an AI sort of built in. He has like a digital image of himself in the chest of like a robot. No, I think that would, I, I think visually it would just, it would be something very different. Wouldn't, you know, unlike anything we've seen so far in the MCU, I think it would, he would just be a really standout villain. And because of his connection to the, like the past, you know, connection to Captain America, um, and, and not just, you know, j- just one movie, but, you know, basically two, two separate movies already. So why not have him, why not continue to, to develop that into an actual, you know, full-time villain. Was he in other movies already? Did I miss yeah, him? he's yeah, he's already he's been in two movies already. Um, it, he was he was in his human form in the first Avenger, Cap, Captain America. The pudgy first guy, the pudgy guy with glasses. Is that right. Him? Yeah, that's him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. him. And then in and then in uh, not Civil War in. Uh, in the Winter Soldier, then he's you. You actually see his face like on the screen. He has a very very small part. Um, it's, Never seen it, that I think one. it's it lasts maybe a minute, um, okay. unfortunately, maybe a minute or two. But all right, that's interesting. Yeah. He's also yeah. he's been introduced. We'll see. But then, right. but that brings about the the resurgence uh, of Hydra, and that I feel like is an absolute must just because of how 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 much weight that that carries um, within that sort of midsection of the MCU. Alright, well, uh, you say that you want something new, Chase, but we've already seen Hydra, we've seen Robot AI, doesn't sound too new to me. This Adam Warlock, even though Will didn't describe him very well, intrigues me. All-powerful, he can probably actually be a formidable opponent to the Avengers. Uh, Captain America sounds like he can take on this pudgy bastard himself, even though he's inside of a robot thingy-majigger. I'm going to give the five points to William. Alright, last one, number three. Just pitch the third act of Endgame. I think it has to be sacrifice. I think that in act one, let me just give you a, a little synopsis of what I think will happen. I think that in act one, they go and they fight Thanos. They defeat him, they don't kill him. Um, act two is their attempt to revive all their friends. And act three is fighting the new big bad, whoever that is revealed to be. And I think that they realize come act three, they need to go, this is a three hour movie, there's a lot of time for plot in this. I think they realize they need to go back to Thanos and ask him for his help. And I think that is kind of act three in my mind. It's returning to Thanos, it's utilizing him either for information or actually getting him on board with the Avengers to fight a common enemy. Um, who this enemy is doesn't matter, but Thanos is the protagonist of Infinity War. He was, he was the main character of that film. As we said earlier, you said he had 29 minutes or something of screen time in that movie, which, which for a two and a half hour movie, that doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're juggling three dozen characters it certainly is um they need to utilize thanos a because he's a an incredible character he's one of the greatest movie villains of all time uh b 
it would be a bit of a twist for audiences that are just expecting Thanos to be killed somewhere in the third act. But instead, there's you know a little bit of subverted expectations with the, him being quote-unquote defeated in the first act and then coming back in the third to help the Avengers defeat the big bad. And then uh, C, the third point here, is that Josh Brolin's performance as Thanos is um, sublime. He's incredible. Uh, I, I, if, if there was plans to kill Thanos' character early on or, or at some point in Endgame, I would think that the creators and the writers of the MCU would have rethought that because, man, they need to keep Thanos and Josh Brolin around for a little bit longer because I, I, I just think that he's helping them sell some tickets. All right, go ahead, Chase. The third act of Endgame. So what I'm thinking is, uh, oh man. <laughs> so this is uh, this this is gonna sound a little crazy, um, but I'm kind of hoping that we see something along the lines of the uh, the multiverse being opened up, and uh, we um, <laughs> we get uh, we get multiple Spider Mans. <laughs> So I'm thinking we're we're gonna see all the 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 various forms of Spider-Man from a, from across the universe, and I don't know why I chose this. This sounds absolutely ridiculous. But we get you know 20 or 30 Spider-Mans, uh, Spider-Men, Spider whatever, Spider-Mans, Spider-Mans uh, that are all teamed up, and uh, I mean I, I I just think that that scene in in uh, Infinity War. Where Spider-Man was, you know, jumping through Doctor Strange's portals, and he was—I don't know—like he was. It, it was really cool to see kind of Spider-Man, uh, you know, get in a few hits for his for his small and, and just kind of puny as he is, you know, and, and to see him just come in and and get a few hits on his own, obviously with the help of Doctor Strange. But I don't know. I think it'd be cool. Imagine if there were twenty or thirty of them, or forty or fifty of them. I don't know. And uh, and they're all kind of getting in a few hits here and there. I feel like that that he they could do some damage. I mean that's uh, man. I really hope. Uh, sorry, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I know I just kind of ripped off your uh, Into the Spider Verse uh, kind of thing, but uh, but yeah, no. I think that's. I think uh, I think the multiverse and the Spider Spider Men's Mans. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever that is um come in and save the day uh yeah <laughs> i'm sorry chase i'm gonna have to call a suck boy out here you suck yeah i just don't know what you're going with that it sounds uh just ridiculous and uh, is, is the cartoons gonna come in? I don't understand it. I'd rather see Will's movie a thousand times and watch 40 Spider-Men try and fight Thanos in a cartoon universe or something. Okay, after two rounds, the scores now. William, commandingly, 23 points to Chase's 8. Let's move on to the third round, The Speed of Memory. How this is gonna work? I'm going to give you a minute on the clock, and you have to give me as many correct answers as you possibly can. For every answer you give me, you get a point. Okay? So you got to be quick. You got you to gotta, you gotta be quick there, sir. And one hint, 
When I ask for the name, you must give me the subtitle as well. Are you ready? I'll give you half a second to prepare. You need to name as many MCU movies as you possibly can. So if they do have a subtitle, you must give them to me. Are you ready? On your mark, get set, go. Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, Thor the Dark World, Thor Ragnarok, Captain America, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, shoot, now I'm out of movies, uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, shit, what am I forgetting? Uh, Time! Alright, Chase, your turn, and go! Okay, Iron Man, Iron Man... Two, Iron Man 3, Captain America the First Avenger, Captain America Civil War, Captain America the Winter Soldier, Thor Ragnarok, uh, Thor the Dark World, uh, Black Panther, uh, Thor, The Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, oh man, where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. No, yeah, okay. Uh, maybe I've repeated myself. Um, The Incredible Hulk. I don't remember if I said that one. Uh, mm, that's that's it, man. That's all I've got. <laughs> Good job, contestants. William, you got eighteen. Chase, you got them all, all twenty-two. All right. Question two of this round. Once again, you'll have a minute to answer as many as you can. In this game, I'm going to give you the superhero's name. You must give me his given, his born name, their actual name. So if I said Batman, you say Bruce Wayne. Are you ready? You've got a minute from when I start with the first name. Are you ready? Iron Man. Tony Stark. Hulk. Bruce Banner. Hawkeye. Pass. Clint, Clint, Clint something. Ant-Man. Pass. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Brie Larson. Captain America. Uh, Steve Rogers. The Winter Soldier. Bucky Barnes. Spider-Man. Peter Parker. Black Widow. Uh, Natasha Romanov. Black Panther. Pass. <laughs> the Wasp. Uh, Kate from Lost. Time. Now your turn, Chase. Iron Man. Tony Stark. Hulk. Bruce Banner. Hawkeye. Clint Bart Barton. Ant-Man. <laughs> Pass. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Carol Danvers. Captain America. Steve Rogers. The Winter Soldier. Uh, Bucky Barnes. Or Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter Parker. Black Widow. Pass. Black Panther. Uh, T'Challa. The Wasp. Pass. Star-Lord. Uh, 
Peter Quill. Doctor Strange. Uh, <laughs> something strange. <laughs> Time. Let's tally up them answers. All right, for that last one, William earned 13 and Chase earned 19. And after three rounds, the score is now William hanging in by a thread there. 54 points to Chase's 49. It will all be decided in the GOAT round. Let's go ahead and advance there. But before we do special round, we went to the internet prior to this game to see what they thought was the best MCU movie these guys chose here. So William chose Thor Ragnarok and Chase chose the Winter Soldier. And the results are in and 61% of you believe the Winter Soldier was the better movie. So that winner, Chase, you get five points right now. So now the score is 54 to 54. Whoever wins this one wins it all. It's worth 10 points, but if it's worth one point, it wouldn't matter because you're tied up. So here we go. Here we are, the final round. This is this movie podcast namesake. It's called The Movie Goat. So we're going to have two of the, the greatest of all time non-Avenger team-up MCU movies brought to you by Will and Chase. William has decided that Thor Ragnarok is the greatest of all time. And Chase has chosen Captain America the Winter Soldier. So it will go down like this. Each contestant will have up to four minutes to state their opening argument. And while this is the greatest of all time, then they'll have up to two minutes to tear down their opponent's argument. And then whoever comes on top, I will decide. It's worth ten points, but like I said... One point is all that matters right now since you are tied. William, begin now. Thor Ragnarok is without a doubt the best standalone hero movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Thor starts as not a very compelling character in his first movie, and the Dark World doesn't do him any favors. The Avengers movies uh, dramatically help out with his character, especially infinity war but we're going to go a little bit before infinity war basically right before infinity war starts with thor ragnarok um thor ragnarok is the most fun marvel cinematic universe movie it is not a debate it is the most fun first of all jeff goldblum is in it as a wacky hijinks uh king of a world uh, and he is absolutely incredible. Thor Ragnarok is the funniest Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, uh, I think by far. I think I, I can see Guardians of the Galaxy maybe being up there with that, but, but Thor really takes the best of Guardians. Taika Waititi, the director, um, does an incredible job infusing humor into this film, but still gives it you know, a really strong villain. The biggest problem with MCU movies is, are the villains. Um, you go from uh, the Iron Man's uh, nemesis in the original Iron Man movie, in um, the, the Iron Monger, to, you know, Iron Man 2 has, has uh, I forget his name, playing uh, the most unforget or the most forgettable villain ever uh, uh the you go to you've got a great actor 
in Iron or in in Captain America playing uh, Red Skull, but they can't really seem to figure out what to do with him. The MCU's biggest problem is its villains. Until we get to Hela, in which we dive deep into the Marvel Cinematic Universe's um, history, we dive into the archives a little bit, and we drudge up some history uh, between Hela and Odin. And it's, it's actually very interesting, and I think it will have a large pl- part to play in Endgame, although I don't want to give too much away just yet. Maybe I will if I have a little bit of time left, but I think um, I have a major theory about Hela for Endgame. Now, but moving on, Hela is the first somewhat compelling villain, as I said, and obviously this is very well outdone by Thanos in Infinity War. But um, this is a movie which doesn't follow the the normal setup of basically every other Marvel movie before it. The Marvel movies really got stale around 2014, 2015. Guardians of the Galaxy shook it up a little bit by doing some things differently, but basically you're getting the same story structure in every single movie, so I think they became a little bit stale. Thor Ragnarok shook this up. Um, there are some other movies that shook this up. Uh, you can you could say that Captain America the Winter Soldier did shake up that pl- uh, the, the plot structure of many of the other movies. Um, and that was gr- good on, on Winter Soldier's part. But the problem is, you had a boring villain, Bucky Barnes. You had a bo- an even more boring hero in Captain America. Possibly the most one-note, one-dimensional character, a Mary Sue, completely perfect in every way with no character flaws. Um, meanwhile, you have Thor, who's really had a character arc over his movies, over Thor, Thor the Dark World, The Avengers, Avengers 2, Civil War. Time! Oh, seems like the audience liked it. All right, Chase, go ahead with yours when you're ready. All right, let's get down to business. There's a circus in town. Let's shut this shit down. All right, so uh, so yeah, Captain America, Winter Soldier, uh, old-fashioned, man. He's out of time. This idealistic patriot, he's thrust forward into uh, dealing with the complex, tense political issues of today. And th- this this film stood out to me uh, mainly just just because it, it, it's uh, I think this was coming off of, like at, around the time of uh, what was it after like the Thor: The Dark World, which was so terrible, and then this was so th- this this was just such a good movie. It was just the the cinematography, just the just everything about it stylistically, it, it moved away from sort of the, the, I don't know, just the typical formula carried over, the impressionistic action, it's the sort of standard superhero, I guess, formula that uh, it became more of like an intimate or what am I trying to say? Like intricate kind of story full of questions about modern government's role in a, uh, a world of superheroes, which perfectly set up the stage for you know civil war um it's thought provoking as the mcu's most uh coherent political statement and it and it's the hydra reveal uh sorry if that was a spoiler to somebody but uh, um it, it changed the uh, the entire landscape of the mcu and even if it were a standalone movie it, it's a strong character driven drama um with sort of like epic tension building you know tension building action sequences 
Um, and I mean, just to name a few of its accolades, I mean, there's a car chase scene that's evocative of amazing movies like The French Connection and Bullet. We see uh, police relentlessly pursuing a black man, that's Nick Fury, uh, which, which still carries like a poignancy, sort of painful relevance to this day. You get Cap's best uniform, the stealth suit. Oh my God, so amazing. Black Widow's best, maybe arguably most comics accurate look with the most realistic fighting style. We saw some of the MCU's most or best choreographed hand-to-hand fight scenes. Uh, the MCU's, you know, sort of penchant for bland villains, and, and you know they're all hell bent on world domination. You know, consuming like a, I guess like a bloated third act, and you know like like Black Black Panther and stuff. That doesn't apply here. And even though its final fight is CGI like a mother, radio edit still looks way better than Black Panther's atrocious final fight scene which says a lot considering this came out, what, years, or I don't remember how many years, four or five years earlier, three or four years earlier, whatever. So that's, well, that, I mean, that's it, man. If you disagree, then Hydra wins. So. Okay, I guess it doesn't need the whole four minutes. Now William tears down Chase's movie. Winter Soldier is one of the most overhyped movies of all time you often see it on clickbait lists as being oh my gosh the, you know the fanboy favorite oh winter soldier ah, ah, ah. yeah just jerking off to this movie and i don't get it as i was saying before captain america is a completely one note um uncompelling character he is perfect in every way he's a mary sue he has no character flaws He endures no arc over any of his films, let alone his series of films. And because of that alone, Winter Soldier essentially acts as an Avengers 1.5 film. Um, You have a lot of interesting characters thrown together in a big kind of fan service-y movie that extends the plot of the Avengers. It, it, um, you know, it, 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 it changes the history a little bit. You get rid of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and, and certainly advances the plot towards the next Avengers movie, which, by the way, was god-awful. Um, but how can you have a movie that has a completely uninteresting main character, uninteresting hero, an even less interesting villain in Bucky Barnes, who is his childhood friend, who has no personality because all he is is this brainwashed guy who barely speaks um is that the movie that you want to be the flag bearer for this cinematic universe absolutely not justin uh it's uncompelling it's it's frankly boring uh just because you know when i go into a movie i'm not interested in the advancement of the the Avengers, the cinematic universe plot. I want to... Time! All right, Chase, sink your claws deep into this Thor movie. Thor, Ragnarok, I mean, come on. That was, it, it was the most childish of the, I mean, it's basically just kind of ripping off of, uh, of Guardians of the Galaxy. If it wasn't for Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor could not have done this. I mean, I, I, sure, okay. The Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, it... it it's like it turned into the Marvel animated universe. I mean, with this movie, it just, it was so, mm. 
it's just so awfully cartoonish, uh, you know, and, and then it had like a knockoff Steppenwolf. I mean, and that, you know how that worked out for uh, Justice League. I mean, that was pretty awful. Uh, and Thor wants to snatch Searcher's tiara off his head and store it in the vault next to the Eternal Flame. Like, really? The one thing that needs to unite with the crown to fulfill Searcher's mission or destiny or whatever the hell he says? I mean, that's ridiculous. And, and on to Hela. Come on. Odin never thought it was worth mentioning. Like, really? Like, that's their, their sibling? It took her absolutely no effort at all to defeat Asgard's generic-ass army and take the throne, like, in the blink of an eye. But somehow, he didn't think it was significant enough to have a conversation, like, maybe with his sons or even the rest of Asgard. I don't know, for the, for the sake of protection or whatever. It was, like, the only thing that, you know... Eh, it, I guess he like he he knows about her um, now that it's convenient for the plot. I mean, really, uh, the only thing that really solidifies this as part of the MCU's overall story is that Thanos just so happens to run into them in the middle of space, wherever the, wherever the hell they are. I mean, come on, quite a coincidence there. And the story itself, I mean, it really has nothing that connects itself in a meaningful way to to, to everything else. Um, like I said, other than the beginning of Endgame that kind of reassures that sort of, oh yeah, remember Thanos ran into to Thor and the Asgardians and stuff. Um, but it was just merely like a comic relief. I mean, full of plot holes. Time! Alright. Great arguments there. This is a tough one. Uh, you both have great movies. I'm going to say that right off the bat. Thor is comedic. Winter Soldier is more based in reality. So you've got that, the two, the dichotomy of these two styles here. Yeah, I think Chase kind of leaned heavy on the importance of Hydra in this movie and the team up of the Black Widow and Nick Fury and how it was more like a spy movie and kind of transcended the genre of superhero. Well, Will just said the Thor's funny and had some colors and some different kind of set pieces. It was colorful. I'm going to have to give the edge to Winter Soldier here. Chase, you have won it. Great argument. Ten points to you and the game. You walk away with a Slim Jim care package. Snap into a Slim Jim. Too soon. Probably could have got a better sponsor. And William, you walk away with a Rice Krispie box. Snap, crackle, and pop. I hope we don't go to the crackle. Don't know what that would be like. That'd be interesting. Maybe that's the next thing we'll have to, to deal with as a society. The crackle. Alright, uh, William, you can have the, the words as the loser. And then Chase, I'll give you the final outing of this this podcast game show. Appreciate all your time. I'm Jimothy Quinn. Have a good night. And I'll leave you with these two. One loser and one victory. Victorious. The man of the hour. Legendary Chase. Well, you know, um, you suck. You know, you, you may have decided that I was the loser, but um, you're a loser. You know, your your opinion is flawed. That is why you fail. You've got to be number one. I won't tolerate any losers in this family. Your intensity is for shit. Win, win, win. Like these are all like let's all just be nerds and enjoy this stuff together. I think that's I think that's that's the victory. It's like hey, let's just appreciate all this all this cool stuff that 
You know, if you uh, if you read these comic books 20 years ago, you were the nerd that got picked on and made fun of or whatever. But uh, you know, now it's a it's a it's a great time for everybody to just kind of sit back and enjoy this stuff and be entertained. So uh, yeah, let's let's do that. <laughs>